What did you like better, Jedi or The Empire Strikes Back? Empire. Blasphemy. Empire had the better ending. I mean, Luke gets his hand cut off, finds out Vader's his father, uh, hand gets frozen, taken away by Boba Fett. It ends on such a down note. I mean, that's what life is, a series of down endings. All, all Jedi had was a bunch of Muppets. Episode 47 of the Geeksters. I'm your host, Ed. And I'm your host, Sean. And tonight, we'll start like we always do, with releases of the week. Oh, hold on for a second there, pal. Oh, did I jump the gun? Well, I'm not really jumped the gun, but I'm just saying that for people who have noticed that the intro of the song was Chewy, because it's from Clerks, and the big joke in Clerks is 37. My girlfriend sucked 37 dicks. <laughs> in a row? And we're on episode 37, so I just thought it would be appropriate to kind of... <laughs> Give homage to the number 37. <laughs> now give me DVD releases of the week. <laughs> Hit me up, Ed. First one we'll start off with is a good day to die hard. It's a good day to die hard. <laughs> yeah. Number this... five in the series? Uh, yes, it would be. Yeah. I saw it in the theaters. Yeah. If you're a fan of Die Hard, it's nice to see John McClane in action. Yeah. But it wasn't as good as Live Free or Die Hard. Okay. It was kind of, yeah. you know, it's him and his son running around Russia, you know. His son's a kind of a spy, but he doesn't know that, and he kind of screws up something, of course, and he's got to help his son save the world kind of deal, and you're just going, really? Come on. And even at some points, I'm just going, this is totally ridiculous. Like, they keep trying. I mean, I understand, you know, Die Hard really started off this great run of normal guy against unnormal odds, I guess is the best way you can put it. Yeah. Like, you know, the one guy against 12, you know, stuck in a building. Right. The reluctant hero kind of started that genre of film back in the 80s. Mm-hmm. And this one, it just seems to be like after the third one, which I didn't like with Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah. It seems to be like three, four, and five have to be like a buddy film. Like his, you know, you had Sam Jackson in the third one. Right. And the fourth one was uh, the Macintosh Kid. Yeah. Which I thought was okay because I thought it was actually a good movie. But in this one, it was him and his son. And they've already established there's going to be a sixth one because you know 
if you remember from the movie Die Hard, he's got a daughter. Yeah. I mean, you actually saw in the last movie. In four, yeah. In four. So, and he also has a sister. Ah, so you okay. can probably squeeze in a six and a seven if you needed to. <laughs> that is true. That is true. I don't know. I just can't. I just. Uh. I mean, I definitely, if you're a fan of the, the Die Hard movies, definitely go see it. Yeah. But as far as uh, anything else goes, I mean, you can either probably rent it or, if you're a fan, buy it. You know, yeah. like, I'll probably slap it in with my, my collection or <laughs> or just wait. <sighs> what else came out? Next is Warm Bodies. Warm Bodies was better than I expected. Really? I expected kind of like a rip-roaring comedy kind of thing. Yeah. It was very, like, a modern take on Romeo and Juliet. He's a zombie. She's a human. He starts becoming human in some... It's somehow the zombie thing is kind of getting out of his system in a way. Right. And he starts kind of falling for this girl. Who obviously, you can tell why, because she's beautiful. Yeah. But she's the daughter of the leader of the zombie rebellion, kind of like, we've got to eradicate zombies, they're all evil, blah! Ah. And then him being a zombie comes from, like, they kind of travel in packs, but, you know, he's kind of the loner of the pack, I guess you kind of say. Mm-hmm. But the pack kind of looks down on him because he's kind of doing weird things like collecting things and listening to music. It's really, it's bizarre, and I'm not really giving it justice, but it's definitely a seer because I was actually really walking out going, okay, it wasn't exactly what I expected, mm-hmm. but I still really enjoyed the movie. Okay. So I would I recommend renting that one. Okay. What else you got? Next one is Identity Thief. Oh, okay. So it was a, you know, I didn't see it, but it looked pretty good based on the trailer, you know, kind oh, of thing. Go ahead. I did. I did? Because oh, okay. I see most of these movies anyway, yeah. but this was actually really funny. Jason Bateman is gets his identity stolen by Melissa McCartney, who's from Bridesmaids and from, uh, what's that? Uh, Mike and Molly. Mike and Molly. Yeah. She's Molly, obviously. Yeah. She steals his identity. The basic premise of the plot is the reason he needs to bring her back. So the cops can arrest her mm-hmm. because he was working for his, he was working for a dick of a law firm. Okay, this guy, a bunch of group of people decided to break off and form their own company, and they want him to be kind of like the head of the company. Mm-hmm. But because now his credit record is so bad that it might actually screw the deal for the company to grow yeah. to become a co- its own company. Oh, entity, right. So he basically kind of makes a deal with the cops that because finding identity thieves so rare, well, what if I bring him in and hand her over to hand him over to you? Then will you get the process guy? You know, sure. So we kind of be like, of course he gets there and becomes like a buddy film in mm-hmm. a way where he's trying to bring her back. She's trying to fight it. But then he's like, since because he's an uptight guy, she tries to loosen him up. But in the process, <laughs> she starts realizing that, you know, I should be more of a nicer person. Kind of right. like, like it was funny. Had some really good funny moments. But, eh, you know, it, it might be some people's things, but not be other people's things. But right. I, I enjoyed it. Okay. But it's definitely a renter. Okay, cool. What else we got? Next is Falling Skies, the complete second season. Yep, show never watched. Yeah. <laughs> well, I figured it's all about aliens coming to Earth and invading us and it's, us resisting and fighting and whatever. So basically kind of like a War of the Worlds TV show. Exactly. Yeah, that's the reason why I don't watch it. Because <laughs> <laughs> I liked it better when it, when it was the actual War of the Worlds TV show. <laughs> from commercials make it look really interesting. It's got Noah Wilde in it, or Wiley in it, the guy from Noah ER. Wiley, yeah. Yeah, the guy from ER. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I hear it's a good show, but it's just not, I, I can't commit to a show like that anymore. Mm-hmm. I got I got things to do, people to see. <laughs> <laughs> what else we got? And finally, for the movie front, is uh, Best of Superman. 
No one cares. <laughs> What's this one about, Ed? Let me all act all really interested. Gee, Ed, that sounds great. What's it about? <laughs> they took 14 breathtaking fan-favorite animated episodes drawn from different uh, Superman series and put them all together in one collection. Oh, so it's basically 14 episodes of a cartoon over well, there's, the... There's Two different cartoons. There's like there's well there's there's more the yeah. But what I'm saying is, is that basically it's 14 cartoons of Superman cartoons throughout the year. Only 14 of them. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That translates into me as someone's just trying to make money off the back of Man of Steel. Yep. It's coming out. Yeah. Stuff like this always kind of bothers me. I call it the Star Trek effect. You know, if you got a fan of Superman, they're gonna want to get everything Superman. Yeah. But if you have Superman animated series on yeah. DVD, you pr- I'm willing to bet you got a couple episodes in there. Yeah. Then you have the Fleischer co- cartoons from yeah. the years, so I'm sure that's going to be in there. But you should already have this sitting on your shelf. Yeah. And if you are a Superman fan and you're going to buy that, why not you know get the real stuff instead of just this piece of crap 14 episodes thing? Sorry. <laughs> I love it. It's 14 breathtaking fan favorites. And the reason I call it the Star Trek effect is because Paramount's got this beautiful way of just milking Star Trek fans for, of money. Because yeah. it's like, oh, we're going to release the series on DVD, but then we're going to pick the fan favorite episodes and put them in a package, or then we're going to get the Captain's Log, where it's like focusing only on like the best of Kirk or Picard. Right. Oh, here's an episode, and we'll throw in, oh, look, something, just one like 15-minute new feature that you've never seen before that was made especially for this, yeah. you know, and you realize that it's probably been recorded 10 years ago, but they just figured, oh, it, wasn't, it was on the editing room floor, so we'll just throw it in there to get people to buy it. <laughs> Is that, is that it for your DVD releases? For DVDs, yes. Yeah, because I noticed you missed a couple things. I did. Yes, you did. What did I miss? Escape from Planet Earth, okay. which was a cartoon that came out earlier this year. Right. Uh, a movie with uh, Shatner, Brandon Fraser. I didn't see the movie, but I know it came out just recently today. Yeah. And also the Mad Max trilogies on Blu-ray. Oh. So for those people who are fans of Mad Max, Mad Max, The Road Warrior, and Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome. Two men enter, one men leave. Thunderdome with what do you call it a very hot looking mohawk Tina Turner Turner. oh yeah (laughs) flashing those legs and the chain mail kind of skirt thing going on with the with the storm mohawk (laughs) I like to call it yeah very nice so that's two of the movies I I would say definitely one's a movie one's a box set if you're a fan of Mad Max go out and get it how can you not it's Mad Max Mad Max. <laughs> All right, what else we got? Should be the video games. Well, yep, we're now on video games, and the first one is Elder Scrolls V, the Skyrim Legendary Edition. Yeah. Yeah, you picked this up, didn't you? <sighs> yes, I did. And what'd you think? Well, okay, uh, let's let's go back away. I back on eleven, eleven, eleven. That's when it originally came out. Mm-hmm. I, of course, I bought it. I didn't buy the collector's edition because back then I wasn't really interested in the collector's edition. Mm-hmm. Kind of regret not buying it because it came with this huge dragon statue that every time I look at it, I go, man, I should have got that one, you son of a bitch. It's like a first-person role-playing game where you mm-hmm. kind of like Oblivion, all the other Elder Scrolls where it's like first-person kind of thing. And right. you just lift up your hands and you see your hands when you got to fight. You know, that kind of a deal. Right. The problem with Skyrim, though, is it's so huge. It was huge back when they released it back in 2011. But then they added, for this pack, they added the three expansion packs, Dragonborn, mm-hmm. Guard, and Hearthfire. Now, Guard is the expansion pack that brings vampires into the game, where okay. you can actually either go after and kill vampires or become one yourself. Right. 
Now, at least with the thing with the vampires part is if you become a vampire, you really can only do your adventuring at night or you get weaker. You know, mm-hmm. and the more powerful of a vampire you can, the more you have to stay out at night rather than day. Okay. The hearth fire is basically getting land and homes that you build your house from the ground up, mm-hmm. which okay. doesn't sound kind of boring, but you do adventures to gain money and gain land and kind of stuff like that. Right. But for some people, this is like the game itself. So it's one of those games where you kind of like immerse yourself in the role and can sit there and make arrows if you wanted to. Like just kind of do stuff. You can pretty much do anything in that world. I mean, literally anything in that world. <laughs> and then the uh, Dragonborn is... The main plot of the Skyrim is you're a human with a dragon soul, kind of. When you kill a dragon, you can absorb its soul, and you get these shouts, you know. And you have to learn, like, the dragon language. And if, let's say, for Fireball... <laughs> I know, you're laughing. You're, go ahead. I'm shouting out to my dragon brothers. What? <laughs> 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 East Coast Biatch! <laughs> when you observe their soul, you, you absorb the ability to do these shouts. Like, mm-hmm. what, what? But it's like, let's say, fireball. And there's three syllables. For, like, the more syllables you get, the more powerful it is, obviously. Right. So you get, like, the first level, the second level, and the third level to get the really big, you know, big shout-out to kind of <laughs> annihilate everybody. Yeah. But the, the thing is, with the game, there's, you can either just follow the main point, Mm-hmm. And get, I guess, the minimum amount of stuff. Or you can go through all the endless side quests to a point where, like, you just lose yourself in this game. Because I'll be honest, I actually had to stop playing it back in 2011 because I got so immersed in, like, side quests mm-hmm. that I completely lost what I was doing. It was like, <laughs> where do I need to go? What? Side quests. I, I got 20 side quests I got to do. And uh, what? where do I need to go? And there's a lot of walking. It's not like, oh, here's a town you just fast travel. You can't fast travel to the town until you walk there. So it's kind of like, it's like, holy crap. Like, there's, you should be getting, you should be getting experience points just for the amount of bullshit walking you're doing. You should be like a walk, walk 100 at this point. I'm, I'm just laughing because it's like, you're not really walking <laughs> You're just, like, moving the controller, right? Well, yeah, you're just moving the controller, but I'm saying but your character has to walk. So if it's, like, sometimes it's, like, a five-minute walk from point A to point B, and you're seeing this great scenery, but your character literally is just walking, and you might have to fight, like, a random wolf or a bear on the way. And you're just like, yeah, I'm walking. Look, there's... Look, honey, mountains. Trees. You know, like, and of course you can, and the problem, one another one of the problems is like, even if you're following the main road on your compass, you'll see like little icons pop up for like a cave or a shrine. So you kind of want to start going there. So even the five minute walk to get from point A to point B mm-hmm. is going to take you like a half hour to an hour to get to because you're so busy going, Ooh, shiny. I mean, <laughs> like at least that's how I am. Cause as soon as I see something pop up, I'm going, Ooh, what's over there? Like, <laughs> And another thing too I noticed about the game too, it doesn't really have a like if you wander into like an area squirrel. Basically that's what it is. Oh shrine. Let me go touch it. Oh yeah, and then while you're walking, there's dragons like I'll dragon will fly by, you know, like then land and you gotta fight it and so you can absorb its soul. And then you use those souls that you get to help when you come across one of the written words. You have to go find the word actually oh really yeah you can't it's not just like once you get it you get the power you actually have to find the language 
So you have to find, you have to beat him, get the soul, and then go find the language right. to get the right. Command. I mean, like I wow. before I left to come here, I was <laughs> playing it, and I have three dragon souls, but I don't have any new words, so I can bank them until I do find new words. Okay. Before I did come here, I did find a new spell to kind of like freeze people. Uh-huh. So I learned that, and I used one of the dragon souls to, I guess, activate the word. Okay. Now I know that there's two other words out there that'll complete the whole freeze thing. Mm-hmm. I just got to find them. But, of course, there's a little icon of a dragon head pops up. And I go, oh, look, dragon head. Let me walk over there. <laughs> like, <laughs> Now, granted, I mean, yeah, I knew I'm doing a lot of walking. Yeah. Which you would think that I, my those leg muscles on that guy's got to be huge. <laughs> but I could if I wanted to buy a horse and then ride the horse. Yeah. But I'm just like, eh, why bother? Can I got to spend gold to buy a horse? <laughs> that if I get if it gets killed, it doesn't. It once it gets killed, it's it's gone. Okay. So, like I said, it, it's a lot of like real world kind of possibilities. Like, oh look, I'm riding a horse. Oh, I fell off the world. Woo! Bam! Horse is dead. Gotta get me a new horse. I just walked ten feet. Like <laughs> son of a bitch. And it's not like oh here's a horse, give me ten gold. It's like here's a horse, give me a thousand gold or something yeah. like that. You know, of course, better the horse, the more expensive it is, faster it can go, you can train your horse. Like, it's like, no. Point A to point B, dude. Just point A to point B. <laughs> so. But I, I, I didn't need a Cadillac. I need like a. Uh, so, but no, with the worst part, like when I got the game, I'm thinking, oh, maybe I'll just start over. Uh-huh. You know, figure, start from scratch, because now I got all the expansion packs. But then when I popped in the disc, it did see my old save games. Okay. So I was like, well, let me go into the save game and see what's there. I was level 22. A part of me was like, well, I don't want to start from the beginning now. Let me just kind of go in at level 22 and see what's going on. Yeah. I go, So I go into the world, and I'm just like, I still don't know where to go. Like, <laughs> okay, here's a marker for a quest. Let me follow that. And that's where I killed a couple dragons. I got to do a bunch of fights. And then because I got past the Dawn Guard stuff, which is the vampire levels, mm-hmm. Doesn't really start till after you're past level ten, so I was good to go. But it kind of snuck up on me because these guys were like, "Hey, traveler, come here!" And I walk over and, and like I see like three <laughs> dead bodies and these three guys, three vampires are like, Wah! and they pull out swords. Which I'm just like, "Why are you pulling out swords? You vampires are just trying to bite me." So I'm like hacking, 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 slashing, blah. Yeah. So, so pretty much like it's like hey buddy keep here alright yeah it's kind of like I did I was like <laughs> okay you call me over cause oh, like, yeah completely forget the fact that I already have like 20 side quests I gotta do and not even know where to begin starting them because it's been so long since I played it but here comes a guy going hey buddy can I talk to you for a second okay you know like maybe for all I know I would get like another quest but now it's like these vampires jumped me. I'm like, you sons of bitches! Ah! Hack, hack, hack. And then I kill them all and I'm like, okay, let me rape them for money. You know? <laughs> it's just insane. And then, of course, I walk into a town and then because now I'm also past the point where the, the Dragonborn stuff comes and there's these cultists with like these skull masks come and go, hey, are you the Dragonborn? And you get the options. You can say, yes, I am. <laughs> well, these guys think I am or I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> So I didn't want to flat out say, well, yes, yes, I am. Like, Because right away, I'm, I'm thinking Ghostbusters. Like, if someone yeah. says you're a god, you're supposed to say yes. But I wasn't really sure. Because <laughs> I was like, well, that's what these guys say I am. Oh, really? Well, we're sent to kill you. Die! I was like, son of a bitch! <laughs> so I kill them, and I get the note. You know, there's a note on one of them that says, hey, you know, you're supposed to go to this town that I happen to wander into. Yeah. And uh, when you get done killing, come back to this town. And to let me know how you did it. That's another quest. Oh, yeah. Another quest I can do. 
I was like, no, no, not doing that. No, 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 not yet. Let me get my bearings down before I start hacking and slashing the things. I'm like, but the problem is I know that I could kill a day at least just wandering around going, squirrel. Oh, shrine. And then the kicker is I bought, when I first got the game, I got the, the strategy guide. Mm-hmm. And I really recommend for you people out there to get the strategy guide because it literally is like a, a textbook from school. I mean, it's wow. got to be like over a thousand pages of just like, here's a quest. This is what you got to do. So you can kind of like check off the quest as you go. Mm-hmm. So you're not like really lost. Mm-hmm. And that was when I got it back then. But then when I got the new one, I had to get the new strategy guide because it had the other three expansion packs built into the, the strategy right, guide. Right, right. I, you know, which kind of is good because there's so many times where I've gotten a game and it's like, oh, an expansion pack, here you go. And you're still kind of lost, you don't really know what to do. Mm-hmm. But this kind of encompassed the entire game to okay. say, here's everything we've put into the game, here it is, now go have fun. And it comes with like a map, a double-sided map, uh, a poster of everybody who created the game, signed it, you know, it's like... <sighs> Who has time for this? Like, I, you know, because like, this game literally could take up a good, easily a month if that's the only game you played. And I can't just play one game for an entire month. Yeah, it's true. I mean, because this is the beginning of June, and we yeah. have another game that came out that I picked up that I got to talk about. Right. But at the end of the month, the Deadpool game comes out. Oh, yeah. So I'm like, I know I got that waiting for me. So what am I supposed to do? Like, rush through Skyrim? Go, 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 heck, 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 heck. No, it's a game you got to, like, really enjoy and immerse yourself into. Yeah. And quite honestly, if you're a gamer and you don't have this game, yeah. you're not a gamer. <laughs> okay? I don't care what anybody says. Oh, I'm a Halo guy. I'm a, I'm a Call of Duty. Screw you guys. If you don't have Skyrim, you're not a gamer. Because this is the pinnacle of what a first-person role-playing game should be. It is beautiful. The funny mechanics are great. I can't say anything bad about this game except for the fact that there's a lot of walking. (laughs) 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 So I really do recommend that that is such a great game. Back when it was released on 11-11-11. Yeah. You know, because I was like, ooh, Skyrim 11-11-11. And now here it is, you know, 6-4-13. Which got no significance whatsoever. But I picked it up, and I'm like, so I kind of feel like I'm back, but kind of not. Yeah. Like, next next week, I'll be like, oh, I'll be having, like, a weak old beard, and like, Ed, hi-ho there, Edward. Doth live from Geekstos. I feel thee. What be thy DVD releases of thy week? <laughs> Squirrel must kill and then throw it on open firing. Eat. <laughs> Sean hungry. <laughs> so I would definitely get the game. You know, or if, you're like, Sean, you look like crap. What happened? Skyrim. All week. No sleep. Help me. If, if, you sound, if I sound weak, like, uh, oh, DVD of the releases. <sighs> It'll be because I played a no sleep whatsoever. I'll be like, Skyrim. If my hands are in a permanent controller position, like I can't move my thumbs. <laughs> so, yeah, but I get that game because it sounds like a lot of fun now, doesn't it? <laughs> Sleepless nights, lost meals, the no showering. no showering, the side effect of talking in old English. <laughs> I feel like I'm in Middle Earth walking around this place. (laughs) (laughs) All right, what else came out? Next is Minecraft for the Xbox 360. (sighs) Okay. I could never get into this game. 
Really? <clears throat> Never. From every time I see it, it's it's eight bit graphics, and you dig. Yeah. And you build. I don't get it. Like I don't understand why this game is such a phenomenon on, on the on. I, I guess it, it started off as a here you experience the gaming phenomenon Minecraft. Rebuilt for your Xbox 360. <clears throat> Create worlds limited by your only imagination. I guess maybe I don't have much of imagination because it would just be titty bars and Comic Cons. <laughs> Coke dens. Coke dens and poor and brothels. Eight bit brothels. <laughs> Isn't that great? <laughs> Eight bit boobies. <laughs> Square boobies working out yet. Hi, sailor. Want to come in? Squeeze my melons? Well, they're more like cubes, but all right. You know, like... <laughs> I, but first, I got to dig. <laughs> all right. But wait, there's key features. The infinite possibility of Minecraft just got bigger. Well, if it's infinite, then it's already big. So how can infinite be bigger? Infinity times two. Like... <laughs> The gaming co- phenomenon comes at a council with new features designs specifically for the Xbox 360. Crafting has never been faster and easier. The new crafting interface in Mi- Minecraft for Xbox 360 delivers a completely new way to build Minecraft worlds where your imagination is the only limit. They're cubes. It's block. It's like Legos. Yeah. You don't really need a new interface to build with Legos. It's <laughs> click, click, combine. <laughs> click, click. Learn the basics and master essential skills faster with an all-new tutorial mode. Because you need that? <laughs> Play the Xbox 360 with friends over li- Xbox Live. Combine local split-screen and Xbox Live play in any combination for up to eight players. So you and seven of your friends can sit around with eight bits. <laughs> digging. Building a world. I, I, I don't get it. I just uh, someone, someone out there, please explain to me how Minecraft is so big. I mean, we were at the Comic Con, which we'll talk about later. Yeah. But they actually had people running around with like the the, the blockheads yeah. and the the eight bit swords, yeah. which are clearly from Minecraft because they were selling all over the place. Yeah. And I just like I, I don't get it. Yeah. I, I don't. I, why do blockhead? I'm like, okay, Charlie Brown, <laughs> keep walking, <laughs> keep walking. Experience the all new end game battle with the Ender Dragon. So I get to slash an eight bit dragon. Yeah. I, I, again, please, somebody out there. Explain it to me, because I'm I'm sitting there going, I'm fighting kick-ass dragons in Skyrim. Why do I want to fight an eight-bit dragon in Minecraft? Yeah, I, I don't get it. So please help me out here, people. <laughs> my geeks are people. My geek and get peeps. Help a brother out. <laughs> what else we got? Next is remember me. Oh, remember me. <laughs> Now, this is another game you picked up, right? Yes, I did. I picked it up because solely because I saw a video on it probably about a year ago, maybe. Mm-hmm. This is how long ago it was. And it was kind of like a demo, like a playthrough demo. It was just a video. Mm-hmm. And basically the key feature is you get to fuck with people's heads. <laughs> <laughs> you get to manipulate a memory that they have. You get to jack into their brain mm-hmm. and manipulate a memory that they have in order to kind of either stop them from doing what they're doing. Mm-hmm. or help you in a way like for example since i did play it the gameplay itself is kind of linear which is eh. uh, mm-hmm. like you have this big vast world that you're working in but you can only go one way okay so it kind of sucks in a little bit because you have to go to point a and point b there's no open world which i think this is the first time it's for this game so i think that maybe if it sells well they'll make a sequel and they'll make it more open world and the special features about screwing with people's heads looks like you only get to do it like five times in the course of the game mm-hmm. like through the major characters but I would like to be able to kind of 
go into someone's brain and manipulate something else to be able to get something. You know what I mean? Right. The first chapter that I went through, at the end, um wanted by this corporation who basically everyone's jacked in has got these little things in the back of their neck mm. kind of kind of like matrix in a way okay and you get to absorb memories or share memories with other people but there's also people who get addicted to it and they become like the scum of the earth and they're like cast off from the regular society mm. but in this scene this assassin comes at me and she jumps on top of me and she puts a knife to my throat and says this is for you david and i quickly in the cutscene, jack into her head. And I see that three hours ago, she was in the hospital with her husband, who's having this, like, breakdown of, her, of his mind, mm. and he's losing his memories. And the two of them are trying to transfer memories so he so kind of help him. Okay. And it comes up in her thing, because she's an assassin, that for to kill me, she'll get 300,000 credits or whatever. And that'll help, because the doctor's like, well, that's good, because those things are expensive, blah, blah, blah. Right. So now what I had to do is I had to manipulate that memory in order for her to remember it differently, where instead of her husband being alive when she leaves, the doctor kills him. Oh, okay. So you kind of play almost like a DJ in a way because you have to rewind the memory. You'll see little glitches, and then you can have the option to change something in that glitch. Okay. And then replay the memory, and sometimes it's effective, sometimes it's not. I even worked it in a way where I actually wound up killing her, you know, in her memory. But obviously, you know, it's her like, eh, eh, eh. how can you kill her if, she, if she's right there? Yeah. But it actually kind of works out because there's a trophy that if you can kind of manipulate the stuff in a certain way, you get a trophy at the end of the game. Okay. So I'm like, screw around with everything. <laughs> but in this case, what happened was like after I did the right combination of of things in her memory where her husband in her head now granted he's still alive but in her head she thinks he's dead she says i'm not here to kill you i'm here to help you you know to get you to the next spot so you kind of save your own ass by manipulating her memory to get you to the next stage okay great concept and plays real well there are certain, like, the fighting techniques you can get to. There's a lot of combo play in the game. Mm-hmm. In, a, in most games now, like, combos are big. Mm-hmm. But here you can actually create your own combos. But you have to lock the unlock the ability to add another button to the combo. Okay. Triangle, for instance, I have the Xbox. It would be triangle, square, triangle, square. Is It's a fighting move where you'll suck some energy back into your health. Right. You mean for PlayStation? For PlayStation, sorry. You said Xbox. Sorry. I have a PlayStation, so it's triangle, square, circle, X. Right. So uh, the game's fun. Mm-hmm. Unfortunate side effect. And I don't know if it's me, because I'm, I'm, I am playing this thing on a 47-inch TV, and I am literally sitting maybe like four feet away, because it is in my room. Mm-hmm. And my room's not big, but there's certain camera angles and certain motions that I played it at like 3 o'clock this afternoon. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, now it's taping the show. What time is it? Nine. Like nine. nine yeah. Six hours later, I still have a slight headache from playing it. Wow. So, again, I'm not sure if it's my eyes registering it differently because of the big screen or if that's a sad side effect. Because I know they always tell you the warning that the game might cause epilepsy seizures. Mm-hmm. I just get a headache sometimes. Yeah. And not all the games. Like, I'm playing Skyrim. I'm not getting that headache at all. But, you know, I was still feeling the effects of playing Remembery while playing it going, oh, I need to sleep, get take a nap. Mm-hmm. You know? So it's going to be a game that I'm probably going to do, like, real small intervals. Right. Which kind of sucks because once I get into a game, I want to play it, like, almost to the end. Yeah. But if I get a pounding headache, I'm like, screw you guys. So I don't know how long that game's going to last in my repertoire of... <laughs> you don't know how long it's going to last in your memory. Yeah. <laughs> you might have to manipulate your memories. I beat the game! Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think first time, I think the concept's great and yeah. the play's okay. Yeah. 
I just think that for the second one, I think that they can do, if it sells, it just seemed to be kind of like a let's try it game, right. the concept, because it's never really been done before kind mm-hmm. of thing. And if it takes off, like how good Batman Arkham Asylum was versus how great Arkham City is, yeah. Arkham City wouldn't have been great if there wasn't Arkham Asylum. Right. So I feel like Remember Me is kind of like phase one of a game that could be better and greater the right. second time around. Yeah. Once they realize what people like. Because for me, the whole selling point was manipulating memories. But if I only get to do it five times during the game, at key points in the game, it's like, well, what's the point? Like, right. the, how does that remember me? Kind of, because I'm not remembering anything. I'm remembering five fucking times. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, all right, well, what else we got there coming out? And finally... This is for all you 3DS fans out there. Animal Crossing New Leaf is finally coming out after three years of waiting. December 9th is the release date. This game better be fucking awesome. That's that's what my wife says, because she's a big Animal Crossing fan. and I mean, it's a cute game. You know, you, you, you're you a little human being, and you go into a town, and you get a house, and you work for, like, this raccoon who's Nook, the store owner, and he gives you a few jobs, and you pay off, and you go fishing, and you sell your fish, and you make money. And she waited three years for this game. Well, she there's other you know there's other variations of this game. She she's playing one now on the Wii. Uh huh. There's one on the there was one on the GameCube. You know. But so. still, she's been waiting three years for the DS the 3DS version. Yeah. To go fishing to sell those well, fish this, to this a raccoon. You become the mayor of the town. Oh yay! You know, so you get to run the town. And then oh, so you get so basically, it's kind of like the game for that. You now, I granted, I know she's your wife, but if she wasn't your wife, the the single over 40 housewife that has like a house full of cats you know I love animals so much that I'm going to play a game where I run them all yeah it's, it's it's a cute game I think it's more for I think more women than men I think guys do play the game but... well, granted I mean if there's no sword I mean not hacking the head off of something yeah, yeah. I'm not going to be interested but yeah. I, I guess but to wait three years for a game to go hey look I, I fished here buy my fish Kind of oh, like there's more, more to it than that. I'm I mean, sure there like, is. You know, there's probably like a oh grooming school. Look, <laughs> I just spent an hour brushing my dog. <laughs> you can make clothes in it, and you can you know there's a hairstylist. You can get your hair done, and you know there's different outfits and stuff. You know, and you get a, hey, Mr. Raccoon, I went out in the wheat field and he gutted a bunch of fox. Can you make me a jacket out of it? <laughs> that kind of thing? No, not that bad. No. Oh, all right. it's a cute game. It's a really oh. cute game. So there's no blood, no gore, no, no beheadings. No. Yeah. yeah. All right. Moving on. <laughs> well, that's our all our releases for the week. That's it. That's it. Oh wow! So I guess that means it's time for the official nerd news with Ed. Of course, if anybody has not seen it yet on Facebook, big spoiler. Big spoiler. It's official. Matt Smith is will leave Doctor Who at the end of 2013. Yeah, I saw that. I got a fair... Uh, all right, he did how many years? Three? Three years. Three years? Yeah. All right. You know what? Time to move on. He played Doctor. He's probably got some other gigs planned up. I liked him. Yeah, he was great. He wasn't my favorite Doctor. I mean, David Tennant, I think, is my official favorite Doctor. Okay. I think we discussed that last week. Yeah. You know, but yeah, like the Christmas episode for Doctor Who is going to be his last one. Okay. Yep, so the, the 11th Doctor says days are numbered. And officially, Matt Smith will leave the role at the end of the 2013 Christmas 
uh, special. So I think actually sometime after that, so they're going to do the regeneration, and of course it's going to be... Yeah, but the regeneration usually... Obviously, they're going to mention who the who the 12th Doctor is yeah. before they filmed that episode. Right. So, or they might keep it hush-hush, but even with the David Tennant, it was like, yeah, okay, so he's in the opening three minutes of the switchover before Matt Smith came. It's not like a whole episode of him, like David Tennant going, look, I'm the Doctor. Oh, I'm dead. It was just kind of like he's at the end... He was regenerating, mm-hmm. and then he regenerated into Matt Smith at the end of David Tennant's run. Yeah. So what's going to happen probably is that the Christmas episode, when he regenerates, you'll see the new guy. Yeah. And then you have to wait until June, I think it is, before that season to see, actually see the new Doctor Who in action. Right. So yeah, I guess it's time, and especially since it's the 50th anniversary, 50 years of Doctor Who. Yep. So I guess that's you know time to get a new Doctor in here. Yeah. So there's two more left. Yeah, how many Doctors are supposed to be? There's 12 generations, but there's 13 Doctors. Okay, now I'm going to say, I don't know. See, like, I'm kind of questioning about this because... Did you see the season finale? No, I have not seen Oh, that. Jesus Christ, dude. you got to see the season finale because now we can have this conversation because of how the season finale ended. Because of John Hurt. Right, because of yeah. John Hurt. Okay, yeah, you heard about it, but you got to see it because... It, this all happens in... I'm going to spoil it for you, so I don't give a shit anymore. Yeah. You know, it all happens in this big kind of like time rift right. where each doctors are kind of crossing over to each other. Yeah. And Matt Smith's doctor sees John Hurt's doctor. Yeah. And John Hurt, he basically says, what you did was, wasn't was in the name of the doctor. But my argument is, is that if John Hurt is in the time stream of Doctor Who, that means at some point in time, he was the doctor. Yes. Before Matt Smith's doctor. Right. So that, Matt Smith, no, no, okay, then why would, if, if, because you never see his face, so he never you fully do. generates. You do. do. At the end of the episode, he turns around. See, this is the reason why you need to see the episode. Ah, okay. He turns around and it says, introducing John Hurt as a doctor. Yeah, I think he's the last. I don't, but again, this goes back to if Matt Smith is, this is the reason why I'm kind of curious, because Matt Smith, because John Hurt actually says something, yeah. and Matt Smith addressed him and says, but what you did, you did not do in the name of the doctor. Mm-hmm. Which to me means that Matt Smith knew already what this guy's done. Yeah. Which means what? That he was in the past. Which also means Matt Smith is not the eleventh Doctor. He would be the twelfth Doctor. <laughs> See what I'm saying? Yeah, but he's the eleventh. Why? Well, how? How? Okay. I mean, yeah, because he's the eleventh because you're going through every actor that's been the Doctor. Right, and he regenerated from I, David Tennant. I got. I, I, I get that. Yeah. But if John Hurt is a Doctor, let's say, and at a time when we, as the viewer, did not see him be the Doctor, mm-hmm. and if it's in Matt Smith's past, that would make Matt Smith the Twelfth Doctor. <laughs> see what I'm saying? All right. All right. I, that's, I, that's what I'm trying to get. Like, like how they introduced him and how the scene plays out. Again, because you did not see it, we can't actually. You're staring at me, going, "No, you just don't get it." Yeah. When you see the scene, you'll understand why I think that. The whole audience has been screwed over and going, wait, Matt Smith might not be the 11th Doctor. He might be the 12th Doctor. Right. Because of, because he picked, he chose the name, the Doctor. Mm-hmm. You don't know what his real name is. Right. So when Matt Smith goes, what, what you did, you didn't do in the name of the Doctor, means that at some point in time, he, he didn't call himself mm-hmm. the Doctor at that time. Right. See what I'm saying? Yeah. So now that, let's say, whatever John Hurt did as, as whoever he plays, I'm assuming he's going to be a doctor. Whatever he did 
after he regenerated, then that's where you pick up the very first doctor as a viewer. Mm-hmm. So, so technically, that first doctor that we see is technically the second doctor in that doctor's timeline. I get, I get, I understand your your thought process, right? But this is Doctor Who. Uh, yeah, but you say so, that. So you don't know what exactly is going to happen because we don't know, we don't understand every facet of the doctor yet. I, I get it, but because that's... you 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 have to watch the next two seasons at least to get where that fixed point in time is when they meet and you think I think but he's see, the future doctor John Hurt's the future doctor but see that's the point is because you did not see the episode you don't know that it's not a fixed point in time because it's a time rip when the two of them met was because at the spot that they were meeting at well I'll tell you what after the show we'll watch because I, I, I have it on my DVR we'll watch the last episode and we'll argue it out then no no because if we're going to argue it out I want it to be on the air because I want it to actually be part of the episode or a, epi- a future episode. We'll do it. We'll do next week's episode. We will talk about the finale of Doctor Who. That's fine. Next week finale of Doctor Who, so I can sit there and go, ah, "This is what I think," and then you can go, oh, "I can kind of see that." Because I need, I need to see the episode yeah. before we. You need along. to see the episode okay. for those people though who are listening to Doctor Who. Please drop me a line to see if I'm even vaguely correct at that. All right, so yeah, he's no longer doctor at the end of this year. What's next? (laughs) Bring him a subject on something you can't even talk about because you didn't watch it. I partially watched this, fall asleep when I was watching. I don't care, not an excuse. (laughs) Okay, what up? Next, guy on Craigslist selling a time machine, but you have to be worthy to save the world. What? (laughs) For a limited time only. How limited? (laughs) Does not say. So until he gets a, a real offer. Yes. <laughs> it's a real marvel of future science. This device is capable of traveling between different dimensions and time periods, endorsed by Thomas Jefferson and Albert Einstein. Really? Yes. So so this guy already tested it out and went to Albert Einstein and Thomas Jefferson. Hey, dude, look at this. Got me a time machine. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, really? I don't believe you. Hop on in. Uh, there'll be a picture, of course, on our on our Facebook page. It's a bicycle. Well, what? <laughs> so you pedal your way. So it'd be kind of like kind of like the scene in the original. Pedal your way through time. Kind of like the original scene in, uh, from the original Wizard of Oz, where you have the Wicked Witch on the bicycle. <laughs> I'll catch you on your pretty dog. You <laughs> do. So I'm assuming you just sit there and pedal your little ass off. Mm-hmm. Apparently, they did not mention. The- the gentleman's name that ha- owns the Tatai machine, but he says you only sell to whoever proves themselves worthy of owning this uh, mighty vehicle. Wow, I just stumbled through that yeah. there, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe you should look before you talk. <laughs> <laughs> so, what you're saying is that this guy's gonna go, I mean, the name's been withheld because John Doe doesn't want his name out there because yeah. if they know that he's got a time machine, people are gonna come looking for him. Right. He's willing to sell you the time machine if you go. I'm only going to do it for good. Yep. <laughs> well, everyone does it for good reasons. I think me making myself more famous and richer is a good thing. Yeah. I, you know, I mean, what if I just go back in time and just put a little money down on Microsoft or a little <laughs> money down on Apple? You know, like, how is that hurting the world? That's true. You know, I'm making the world a better place. I want to spend my money wisely. <sighs> so for only a thousand smackers, you can own this time. A thousand time. bucks? A thousand bucks. I'm t- it's going to be a bicycle and a little tin hat. <laughs> with wires t- t- 
plugged into like the back of the bike and the fast and have that little generator that you hook up a tire and, be, the... and then it'll be like a little odometer that's actually working backwards that you punch in the year so when you pedal if you pedal forwards you go forward in time the odometer counts up but if you go backwards in time you got to pedal backwards, backwards but you have to reach 88 miles an hour <laughs> for Mr. Fusion to work <laughs> Marty, let's pedal back to the future. <laughs> See, at that point, if, if you had to pedal it, I would work, make it away. I would redesign it mm-hmm. so that I'd buy a bunch of hamsters. And that when they do the wheel thing, it pedals the pedal so I could just sit there. <laughs> so I wouldn't have to do any pedaling whatsoever. I would have looked for the lazy man's way. <laughs> I mean, if you think about it... If, if, <laughs> Yeah, because you can't walk through, through I can't, Skyrim. I can't do Skyrim. How am I going to be able to sit there on a bike and go, you got me a pedal? Screw that. I'm going to hook it up to a big wheel and get like buy like 100 hamsters and just throw them in there so they got to do nothing but run. And I'll be like, let's go, kids. <laughs> sit there on my bike, kind of eat a sandwich. As I travel back through time. Got to get back in time. Did it say how, like, can it be anywhere in time? Well, he did say he visited the future of 3017. So he fin- he he himself yes. has gone to the future of 3017. Thir- yes, and he cannot explain the gruesome end that our children will face in that. Our uh, children's children. Yes, pretty much. Our children's children's children? I guess. Yeah. I was not powerful, as a quote, I was not powerful enough to stop the evil, so that's why I'm selling this machine. Sweet. All right. Let <laughs> me make sure I'm getting this straight. He's selling it for a thousand smackers uh-huh. because he wants a very noble, like, idiot. Well, I mean, no, no. I mean, let's say just from his perspective, I mean, he totally believes that he went to 3017 and saw the horrors that were before him and he couldn't stop it. So he had to tra- pedal back in the time to his normal time. And now he's looking for a hero to save the future. For a thousand dollars. Yes. So for I go, dude. I think I'm your man. I give you a thousand smackers. Uh-huh. Hop on the bike. I pedal my little ass off to thirty seventy seven, and I look thirty seventeen. Yeah. Thirty seventeen, and I have to fight the evil of the future. Yes. But technically, I, I see a hole in his logic. All right. Well, okay, one of many holes in his logic, but if he's already at thirty seventeen, he sees what happens. When does it happen in order to try to stop it? Because he didn't just say, well, it actually... It, well, it, I imagine he probably would explain to you once you deem yourself worthy and uh, hand him a thousand smackers. Right, but yeah, I mean, he says, I've seen the gruesome end of that our children's children were faced, and I wasn't powerful enough to stop that evil. It's not like the evil happened on 3017. It happened prior to that because that's how the world ends. Like, yeah. like did it happen like a year before, or an hour before? Like, <laughs> dude, have a, be like a little bit more specific. I mean, if you're going to be a time travel, I think with time is kind of relevant. Like, it's not like, oh, it happens sometime. It's kind of relevant. What a time machine. Time's kind of relevant. Exactly. Not not a a strong thing about it. Kind of. Yeah, Yeah, because you got to pedal. I mean, you got to pedal to 3017, but maybe you wind up in June of 3017, and it actually happened in May. Like, you're already fucked, so you got to pedal back again, you know, and then try it again. Like, Dude, give me an exact time so I know where I gotta go. Like, <laughs> I would think, especially if you're supposed to be the hero of the future. You know? <laughs> like, I can just see it now. You're. <sighs> 
I'm from the past. Right, right, sure. I'm here to save you guys. Uh-huh. But first, I gotta get out of here because, oh man, I'm so tired from pedaling. <laughs> I mean, Gatorade was banned in 2025. <laughs> well, how, okay, well, just, just, just give me a minute. <sighs> yeah. Could, like, where are you from? The past? And you made a time machine have a bike? Like, you couldn't have figured out a way to attach a motor dad sucker? <laughs> you couldn't, like, you couldn't <laughs> hook up hamsters to it? Damn it, I knew I should have thought of something. <laughs> I, I, yeah. Apparently, they didn't send a genius yeah. the past. Yeah, you're supposed to be the hero of the future. <laughs> way to go, Copernicus. <laughs> <laughs> Let me guess, uh, you're from the past and you're here to save the future? Yeah. <laughs> I bet you still have a Google phone. (laughs) (laughs) You probably still have the device that you have to pull out of your pocket. Yeah. Press buttons, don't you? Yeah. (laughs) Or, or, okay, maybe this way. Maybe maybe you have to be the hero from the past because technology is so advanced. Being like John McClane in Die Hard 4, where you needed an analog hero for digital world. (laughs) Yeah. So maybe that's kind of like where the guy's thought pattern is. Like, you know, I kind of... It's kind of almost like, kind of like uh, the, the demolition man. This Neanderthal is going to exactly. save us. Exactly. That's exactly what it is. Yo, I'm uh, here from uh, 2013 and uh, here to save all you. Ooh. Really? Yeah, I pulled my ass off. To get here. So what seems to be the problem? Hey, feeling a little woozy. It's because the atmosphere has completely changed. It's mostly poisonous at this point. Oh, can I get like maybe a gas mask or something? Yeah, sure. Here you go. Thank you. I sound like Darth Vader. You know that guy, Darth Vader. Yeah, every reference you have would be completely pointless. Luke, I'm your father. Luke, is, is, is he really your dad? <laughs> I have never met that guy before in my life. Dude, I don't know what you're talking about. You know, Luke, Luke, Star Wars. Star Wars? What? We had Star Wars. Actual Star Wars. Like, oh, you mean the ancient... That was 2325, the Great War of the Stars. <laughs> oh, you mean the ancient logs. Like, you know, we've come up... I mean, those were... We thought those were real. It'd be like, because it was so far in advance that someone across the... It'd be like, it'd be like a, a, a tribe coming across an old DVD of the Star Wars trilogy. <laughs> yes, we have heard of the great one called Luke. <laughs> yeah, I'm this fine. <laughs> So what seems to be the problem? Um, yeah, well, they got this master computer. Anybody try unplugging it? <laughs> hey, you. <sighs> oh. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I, a thousand bucks, huh? Yeah. I said we buy it. Come on, we can start a Geeksters like charity event. You know, yeah. you know, yeah. if every one of our fans sends in one dollar. <laughs> We can buy this. Yes. Send money to Geeksters. <laughs> and I'll buy it, and then I'll let you know what happens. Of course, we're going to the past first. Yeah. I'm so going to the... Okay, if you had that time machine, what would you do? Like, if you go, go back in time, since we've hit this, this snag in for $1,000, you could travel through time at any time. Wow. 
there's so many places you would want to go. I mean, you know, maybe like go back to uh, the 40s or the 30s and uh, kill Hitler. No, yeah. see, again, fixed point in time. I, I believe in that fixed point in time. Ah, I think okay. that that if you didn't, if kill, you, so you're saying like insignificant stuff. Like points of time. No, I mean, I guess it could be significant. I mean, you could try, you could try killing Hitler, but you know, who's to say that the world you come back to is better for it? Right. You know what I'm saying? It's like maybe you need the atrocities of World War II to make people appreciate things more now. Yeah. Maybe. Who knows? Isn't that the fun of time travel? Because, like, let's say you do kill Hitler and you do come back and you go, "Oh my God, this place is shitty." You know, now would you go back? And yeah, I would. Yourself yeah, of course. It would be, be, be Back to the Future two all the time. <laughs> it definitely would. It would be Back to the Future two all the time. It'd be like, okay, I killed Hitler. Let's go back home and see what the world's like. Wow, it's crappy. I better go back in time and stop myself. <laughs> Wait, don't do that, <laughs> Sean. You don't want to go kill Hitler. Why not? I'm telling you, you turn out to an asshole. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, then I won't kill Hitler. Way to go! It could be this constant time loop of like just doing stupid shit. Because <laughs> I would go back and try to stop, you know, JFK, or maybe I would just want to see if there was a guy in a grassy knoll. Yeah. Like I would just want to be maybe more of an observer of his of history in the past. Okay. Like going back in time, going, okay, well here comes Kennedy. Here comes. There's the spot. Oh, is your guy? I don't see. Oh. There's no guy in a grassy knoll. Holy crap. Or bring like a, bring like a real video camera. <laughs> the future. You got your phone. Yeah. Your Google phone. My Google phone. Just going. Yep. Just filming around. <laughs> Back at the left. In digital high def quality. <laughs> like, and then just leave the phone. Oh my God. This future. JFK was killed by aliens. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I'd probably go back just to put money onto like Microsoft and, and Apple. And, yeah, let's yeah. face it. You know, the first I think most people would kind of go back in time to just adjust their own life first. Yeah. You know, they go, all right, I'll go back in time and I'll put some money in Apple. Yeah. And then come back, bam, millionaire. Yeah. You know, but that's to say your life will be happier because of it. But just you know, <laughs> I can rent the shit out of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can rent the shit out of it. Exactly. <laughs> Money can't buy you happiness, but nope, but you can borrow a lot of it. <laughs> a whole lot of happiness. <laughs> yeah, we'll have, to, we'll have to revisit this one at another time because we could just have so much fun with this one. I don't know what else you got. Next is confirmed how Man of Steel Universe will connect with Batman. Okay, I read this. I'm going to say this. I mean, I saw this in this total bullshit. Really? This is such a bullshit story that everyone, they're just throwing out there to get people's people's dicks wet. Yeah. I, I mean, literally, here's the spoiler, folks. No shocker. And it's not going to be like a, a movie-defining moment. Zod's attacking Earth. Mm-hmm. He hits a satellite. On that satellite, guess what says on it? Wayne Enterprises. That's it. Yes. That's your big Batman. It hits... A Wayne Enterprise satellite. Well, the thing is, is that I, I there was one sentence here that kind of draw me into this whole article was, is that they said, which falls nicely with the Marvel's start slow process. So, like the or the approach of dropping hints. So basically, that's like trying to take th- things from Nar- Marvel's, you know, Whoever, writing. So, well, I mean, okay, let's face it. I mean, the point is, no matter what DC decides to do, mm-hmm. it's always going to be compared to the Marvel universe. 
whether or not they decide to create a, a Justice League movie and then break off to their own separate movies, right. which is the only way they couldn't do it with the Marvel, like because Marvel did it one at a time mm-hmm. and then put everybody together as a group. Warner Brothers wants to be like, a, well, we're not going to follow that pattern because we could do it better. We're going to make a group movie first. This, to me, is like the slow start. Like, seeing, I, I guarantee you, because we're going to see the movie. Yeah. That scene, it's not going to be like a giant Wayne logo on a on a satellite and then it's going to pan back and you're going to see Zod either crash into it or knock it out or shoot whatever he does to right. it it's going to be just a random satellite and I bet you nine billion dollars that if you blink you're going to miss the Wayne Enterprise logo they just let you know that oh if, if you look wink wink you'll see the Wayne Enterprise logo nudge nudge right. it's got nothing to do with whatever's coming up mm. it's just because they are in that world so why not a satellite be Wayne Enterprises? Yeah. It doesn't necessarily mean that, oh, at some point, like, Superman at the end of the movie is going, um, yeah, you know what? I want to apologize for Oz, uh, for Zod, for Oz. <laughs> Completely different movie. I want to apologize to Zod there for uh, knocking your satellite out of the sky. Um, think you can throw it up there? Yeah. 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 a bullshit story. I'm sorry. I mean, I hate to... It, that was popping up everywhere. Like, it's some big giant news, like, Oh, my God, Batman and Superman are going to collide in this movie. <laughs> no, you're not. You're going to see Wayne Enterprises, and that's it. Yeah. It's not like you're going to have Christian Bell go walk up to Superman going, Excuse me, buddy, you owe me, like, $9 billion for that satellite your buddy knocks out of the air. You dick. <laughs> I don't care if you're a... I don't care if you're a... What do you call it? A journalist. <laughs> You know, pay up there, four eyes. Oh, four eyes. Oh, I put my, you put my phone. I just, no. It's going to be bing, you blink, it's going to be gone and done with. And you're going to, it's going to be like, hey, did you notice the Wayne Enterprise logo on that side? People are going to go, no. no. Oh, there you go. Big shocker, you shitheads. I'll be like staring at it intently. I'll miss it completely. Yeah. You'll, we'll come out in the theater and you'll be like, did hey, you, did you see it? I'm like, no. Yeah, I didn't think so. Were you looking for it? Yeah, I wasn't, and I saw it. <laughs> That's how it usually happens. It's like that, what do you call it, I Spy video games, yeah. where you're like, I need to find the duck, I need to find the duck, where is it, where is it, where is it? And somebody walks in and goes, oh, you need to find the duck, there it is, son of a bitch. That's exactly how it's going to be. Uh, it's such a non-story that everyone's making a big deal about on the internet. Don't you people have lives? Christ. Uh. <laughs> Skyrim's out. Go play Skyrim. <laughs> Instead of talking about bullshit on the internet about Superman, Batman, ooh, a satellite with the Wayne Le- Enterprise logo, ooh. <laughs> Big deal. <laughs> I think that's we'll end with nerd news. Oh, okay. Because we want to get to the meat of the show. There's meat to the show? Yes. Oh, okay, what is it, Ed? Our big, exciting trip over the weekend. Oh, to Comic-Con? Yes. Yeah, I wouldn't call it a big, exciting week, but it was a good week. I mean, I had fun. Yeah, I had fun, too. Since I went, I bought the weekend pass, mm-hmm. but I only went Thursday and Saturday, mm-hmm. and usually it's Saturday. Yeah. I guess maybe if I, I guess I should start off then, since I did go yeah, Thursday. Yeah, start Thursday. Comic-Con's coming. Mm-hmm. I figure I would just go for the day, Saturday, spend it with, you know, you and mm-hmm. I, be doing a little Geeksters run. My sister, my brother-in-law, my nephew were going to be there, you know, kind of like a family thing and a, a couple friends of the family. Yeah. And we figured, like, okay, I'll meet up with them and we'll do our thing. But, like, the Wednesday night, I'm going, I, I got to go. I, got, I felt this need, to, this pull to have me go. Right. So, 
Thursday morning I got up and I'm kind of like, oh, let me get up early. And again, kind of wrestling with it. And then I kind of posted my frustration on Facebook. And a couple of my friends were like, you should go. You know you want to. You know you want to. And I was like, yeah, you know what? Screw it. I'll go. Like, And to me, the weekend package for four days was 100 bucks. Yeah. And just to do it for the one day, I think it was like 45 and then to do it Saturday was like sixty five. So mm-hmm. getting the weekend pass for a hundred actually wound up saving me like twenty bucks. Yeah. And it also gave me the ability to kind of go Friday and all four days versus just the two for yeah. one hundred and twenty. Granted, I didn't go Wednesday. I didn't go Friday, and I didn't go Sunday. Yeah, because well, so I had the charity event. Right. So yeah. Sunday I had the charity event, but I could have went Friday if I wanted to. But I was just like, there was nothing really. I wasn't drawn to go as I was the first day because mm-hmm. I felt like I kind of wanted to. Scope the joint out. Like I want to case the joint first. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna case the place, see, and then I'm gonna. Yeah, see. <laughs> We're gonna find out what to hit. See, yeah, yeah. There's no one famous there. Yeah, see, yeah. You know, <laughs> I didn't have to worry about autographs. So I knew the crowd was gonna be a waste less than normal. Yeah. And I think the only person that was there, I think, was John Cena. I think from the WWE because he was only there the one day. I think Thursday, it was. Yeah. I think it was just there Thursday. Yeah. But I gotta say though, while I was there, his area wasn't really as crowded as I expected it to be. Like how last year, CM Punk. Mm-hmm. But I think it goes because CM Punk was a local guy. Right. There wasn't any kind of like fanfare about him. There was no like giant like John Cena music. Dun, 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 dun. You know, like you can't see me. What? You know, like you can't. <laughs> you. you there was none of that, but like how it was, it was at the CM Punk where everyone going, CM Punk, CM Punk. I was like, oh my God. You get the you get the wrestling nerds and the comic book nerds together. Yeah. And you just go, uh, who would win that fight? Like, <laughs> like, okay, well, the wrestling nerds, are they kind of comic book nerds or just wrestling nerds? Or, you know, like, eh, it's real, damn it. <laughs> no, it's not. But it's great that you want to meet the guy you like. It's cool. I'm yeah. here to see, you know, this guy. Yeah. So, uh, I, one thing I noticed, and we could talk, we can pull you in, yeah. you know, how much bigger it was this year. Yes. Like, as far as... They used a big hall this year, which yeah, is great. They opened up four more halls yeah. to expand it, to make it wider or longer. Either way, they were able to spread out the crowd, yes. which was nice. I didn't get that, you know, you weren't rubbing... In previous years, when you would walk through, they would, it, it, and it was set, set up the same way, where it was aisles... But the aisles were so close to each other that there was points that you would have to stop because there were so many people looking at either side of the aisle with wares of basically comic book shops there that are trying to sell their comics or toys or whatever that it would be so gummed up that you would be stopped for a moment because there was all these people with backpacks and they're stopped looking at (sighs) stuff and they're really taking up a lot of space. And it's also the end of May, beginning of June, which the temperature, the weather usually gets unseasonably warm. Yeah. And even though you're inside, it's still that many bodies packed in that kind of an area. You get really hot. Really hot. I mean, it really is like, you know, like sweat pouring off you. Not only that, but then bumping into people who are just as sweaty. So the last thing you really want is some hairy, fat guy Rubbing up against you, sweat rubbing up against you. You're just going. It's, it's a gross fest. Yes. Yeah. But this year, though, those with, aisles are with wild. a plethora of odors too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you really have to hold your nose at these conventions. But the 
it was great because they were so wide out that you could you could walk, have three people walking in a, next to each other, yeah. still walk through, and there was enough room for either side. Yeah, it was spread out real nice. I mean, I didn't feel like once like I was crunched in. And it was also laid out, too. I mean, I guess because even though it's the same layout. Well, first, before you had to walk in, you had to walk down the long hallway. It was like the Green Mile. Just, uh <laughs> It wasn't even green. It was like the, you know, fuchsia carpet yeah. all the way down. And then you had to get into the big holding cell where they kind of, where you get your ticket at. Yeah. And unfortunately for me, because I did get my ticket Thursday for the weekend, I didn't have to stand in line, but Ed did. Yeah. And it seemed to take eternity, even though for him it kind of went fast for me. I'm just going... Come on, let's go. I mean, I, I remember from our previous conventions that you would, we would have to wait an hour right. just to get our tickets. Where this time, we got in line, we waited 10 minutes before the line started moving through that long green miles aspect, as you were saying. And, and they did like how they set up the head. Like, I know they probably done it before, but maybe I just never noticed it. Mm. They had all the vendors yeah. in an area. Yeah. Then they had all the artists in yeah. an area. And then all the autograph people, like... All the way towards the back. back right. So you actually literally, no matter what aisle you picked through, you actually had to go past vendors and artists to get to the stars. Yes. For the people that you wanted the autograph from. Right. I got to say, this year, I wasn't really looking forward to any of the big stars mm. this year. Not that nothing, nobody appealed to me. I just didn't really, there was no real like, oh my God, I need him. Mm-hmm. Like John Barrowman was going to be there and I really wanted him, you know, to get his autograph. But because Shatner was was there Saturday... Mm-hmm. It prevented John Barrowman to be there Saturday, so he was going to show up Sunday. And since I wasn't going to be there Sunday, it was like, I could have came back to get it. But I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to drive downtown again, pay for parking, stand in line to get one autograph, and then leave. At this point, it'd be like, at this point, I'd just be like, you know what? Let the fates decide whether or not I'm going to see him again. Right. You know? So... But for me, for Thursday, because I went alone, Mm -hmm. it was kind of like, I'll be honest. I went to go see... Ivy Doom Kitty. Okay. My favorite cosplayer of all time. And I could have been happier with meeting her. Because mm-hmm. she was sweet. She was nice. Ungodly beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hate to say it like yeah. that. But I mean, it was like, you see her in her pictures and you go, oh yeah, she's cute. She's pretty. You know, whatever. But when I was there talking to her face to face, it was just like, whoa. Yeah. Like, I mean, I've seen pretty girls before, but this was like, how can I put it? Um, starstruck. Mm-hmm. In a way. In an odd way. Because... Granted, people don't know, don't know her. She's basically a cosplayer, dresses up. Right. But this was her first time in the East Coast. I mean, she's got like 50,000 likes on her Facebook page. She's, you know, sells prints. But most of the cosplay girls do. Right. And you can figure, oh, she's a cosplay girl and she's pretty. Yeah, but that's part of it. But when you actually talk to her, holy mackerel. She was the nicest, sweetest person you ever could meet right like it just seemed to me like she was just so genuine granted when i was talking to her she was dressed like psylocke you know in the purple you know outfit right the old style psylocke but it was still just kind of like she had purple contact lenses in and i'm just going gosh your eyes are so pretty like i just felt like i was like a 15 year old boy going hi i'm a fan i mean granted i I kept it together like you know I was trying to be smooth and confident. Because <laughs> <Like, laughs> I did. I really wanted to kind of pick her brain, at least on Thursday, because I figured Saturday with everybody there, 
she'd be swamped with people. Yeah. And and she was. Yeah. You know, so Thursday I kind of got a chance to kind of have quality time, I guess you can kind of say. Yeah. Because she was just all by herself and she was set and she was selling prints. So I was able to kind of like pick her brain, just kind of like as a conversation, especially when it comes to like how she, because she's only been doing it for like a year, maybe a year and a half at this point, mm-hmm. how big she got over the time. And like I said, granted, it helps that she's pretty. Right. But it also, she seemed to be kind of like she fell into it through dumb luck. Like she kind of stumbled into fame in a way. Right. Which is kind of great, you know, considering how many people try so hard and never achieve it. Yeah. It just seems to be like it's nice to see somebody who's genuinely a good person have good things happen to them. Right. I can tell you right now, I think my sister's completely mad, madly in love with her. I think my sister, Ivy Doom Kitty, has a friend for life in my sister. Yeah. Because, Danielle, she also <laughs> went to go see it, but she was yeah. so, how cool and how great she was. I think Danielle would have been like, look, if you ever need to come over to the East Coast again, you can sleep in my house. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, we, she was, because your sister was just there Saturday, right? Yeah, she yeah. just went Saturday. I mean, she she couldn't stop talking about it every time we saw her. Yeah, because yeah. she just, it was like, it was like a long lost best friend that she missed. Like, yeah. how, but that's because of how cool Ivy was to her. Like, yeah. like, and if you're cool to my sister, like, no matter how famous you are, if you're, it seemed to be like a decent, genuine person, she's crazy about you. Because the story is, is that on Saturday, Henry Winkler was there. Yeah. Well, and when I when I finally got to see my sister as we entered the show, she told me that just across the street in what's called the Reading Terminal, which is kind of like basically a big giant food court at this point, right. you know, a big farmer's market indoors. Yeah. Henry Winkler, who plays play the Fonz, he's responsible for bringing MacGyver to television. Mm-hmm. The guy is pretty much an American icon, as we kind of yeah, said yeah. it, like a, a TV icon. If it wasn't for him, there'd be no jump the shark freeze. Yeah. So he has had, he's basically left his mark on the world, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. He couldn't, apparently, he couldn't have been any nicer. He, he's going to be like this old man walking through the place. He didn't have bodyguards. She bumped into him, or actually more like my brother-in-law bumped into him, Bob, and he was like, hey, you're Henry Winkler. And his response was, yes, I am. Like, <laughs> just, no, like, you know, and he did, like, one girl, they were talking to him, and apparently they got, they got look, I really wish I should have just had my sister call and go, what, tell me what the story was, and just put it to the mic. Yeah. But, like, he would walk, he was actually, he was enamored with my nephew because he was dressed like Batman, and they yeah. were like, oh, you going to the show? And he pretty much walked, when they were leaving to go to the show, he kind of came with them. Like, yeah. it was like, hey, we're having such a good time. I'm just going to hang out with you guys until I have to go in. And it was like, they were like, holy mackerel. Like, you couldn't have asked for, like, a better yeah. interaction with somebody. Especially at the start of a day like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. especially yeah. someone like the Fonz. Yeah. I mean, I mean, granted, some people are going, oh, I don't know who he is. Because even when they were walking through the thing, Henry Winkler seemed to have fun being Henry Winkler because he walked up to some girl and was like, do you know who I am? And she was like, no. And he's like, I didn't think so. And just kept walking. Like, like, <laughs> like, like that to me is like the ultimate, like, just, that's just yeah. funny as hell. Because yeah. I'd be like, if I was famous and someone, do you know, recognize me? Nope. Didn't think so. <laughs> I'll give you a hit. <laughs> I think that show jumped the shark. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. <laughs> <laughs> So, so thir- like I said, Thursday pretty much was the day I kind of wandered around. I stopped by Xenoscope Entertainment, which mm-hmm. is they do a comic book, which is like local. I got to schmooze with them. Yeah. You know, chit-chat. I mean, to me, it was like more like scoping out the area. Right. Feeling out. Like, and kind of pushing the show. Like, hey, how you doing, buddy? Yeah. And getting some information from them. And, like, I did make some connections so that we'll bring up in future times where something Xenoscope might be wanting to promote. We'll talk to them about it. And they'll talk to us, kind of, or right. let us know. Then... 
I was talking to Ivy. I kind of gave her, I kind of gave her our card. Yeah. I mean, Thursday was kind of like that was a big thing. It was gearing up because I kind of walked the plays like a bunch of times before I actually grew the balls yeah. to kind of walk up. Because again, it's like you want to go talk to this person because you're a fan of them. Yeah. But then the kind of again kind of shy and reserved a little bit especially when it comes to doing something like hey i'm a big fan can i get your autograph kind of thing right and because she's just an average person for the most part she's not known for tv or movies she's just a cosplay girl but she's a beautiful one (laughs) so i felt kind of like hey hi like yeah i'm a big fan here and like during the, the half hour conversation i had with her talked about her background our show you know, at the end, it kind of gave her a card. She's like, oh, thanks, you know, put it away. I don't know if she's listening to it, but, yeah. you know, if she, if anybody out there who's a fan of Ivy Doom Kitties, who's a fan of our show, let her know. We're talking about her. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. <laughs> I mean, I mean, as far as concerned, she's kind of like, I felt like because she was so nice to my sister, she's now part of the family. <laughs> Thursday, she she didn't have a handler Thursday because her handler couldn't make it out there. Yeah, I almost felt like I should have been like, well, that sucks. Let me, let me help you. I almost, that's how... Gosh darn, miss. Yeah. Like, not in that creepy, like, ah, ah, can I just stand here? It was more like, oh, gee, that kind of sucks. You know, if you need help, I'm willing to sacrifice right. my time to help you out because it's your first time here. And that was Thursday. But Saturday, you know, I, Danielle met her. You met her. Yeah. I'm, She's really nice, yeah. Real sweetheart. Very you know, nice woman. Very. I, I highly recommend for those people who don't know who she is. She's on Facebook. It's Ivy Doom Kitty. Kind of really easy to spell. Yeah. Go like her Facebook page. Buy her some of her prints because, I mean, she does some really great work. I mean, Black Cat, Psylocke, she's part of the West Coast Avengers as Ms. Marvel. Yeah. You know, it just seemed to be like, uh, she also does some steampunk kind of like outfit, mm-hmm. which I which I like. And she also just recently done these, like, have you ever seen the girls wearing the R2-D2 dresses? Yeah. The real tight form-fitting. Uh-huh. She She's worn a couple of them, like a, a one with like Wicked the Ewok on. Okay. And a big... Death Star, which I, you know, I got that one. It's a big giant Death Star on her. Yeah. And it was really, you know, it, I got highly recommend. I can't push her enough as yeah. far as I'm concerned because she's oh, 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 amazing. Yeah. So let's go to Saturday. Saturday. Yeah. Well, Saturday we got there, walked yeah. around. I want to kind of, you know, because like to me, like the, I think they were more efficient in lines. Now, of course, you were saying earlier that it seemed a lot longer waiting for, waiting for me to get my ticket. But the thing was, is they, they separated it enough where people who bought the advanced tickets had their own spot and they yeah. could go there, you know, type of thing. The only the only complaint I can make is is that they only had three people collecting money for right. the show, and one was only for credit cards or for you know debit cards, and two for for cash. Right. And mostly everybody was doing the debit card or credit card aspect of it because. Nobody wants this because they're spending their cash at the inside. Right. Yeah, they don't want to waste their money to buy the ticket. Yeah, I mean a couple of people did because they didn't want to wait in that long line. Right, but to me it was like fifteen twenty minutes. I think I waited in that line, which you know, granted it's it's time away from the show, but yeah, it's, in, it's, in retrospect, I can, mean, it, it, like I remember like years ago we used to wait like an hour hour and a half before we even got into the well, show. and and also too mm-hmm. back in the old days we used to actually the line would be outside. Yeah. And it would, it would be like a one single line out the door and around the block to kind of wait to get in. It almost felt like the old time, like, it was just so long. And like a soup kitchen type thing where you're yeah. waiting outside and finally, you know, they would open it up and people, they, you know, and they would have three or four people working, but you have a thousand people waiting in line right. just to do this. And, you know, and then, yeah. and, and like, I, rec- I remember there was times that it, would, it opens at 10, we would get there at like 9, 9.30 
and 10 o'clock would go by. 11 o'clock would go yeah. by. And then like 11.30 finally, you're like an hour and a half of the show is already gone. Right. And I, I'm now starting to move in the line just yeah. to get my ticket. Yeah. That kind of thing. So I think they've done a lot better. I mean, granted, they should have had more people running credit card machines. But again, those people that run, the, run that area are volunteers. So yeah. maybe they're just, they were just late on volunteers. Yeah. So... So as I was saying, there's only so much they could do. But I mean, I think to me though, it was a lot better than previous years. Right. So I think they, you know, they just have to step a little bit more with a couple more credit card machines. It'll be perfect. Okay. You know. Then of course, when we went in there, we kind of scoped the place out and went back to the. We went all the way back to the to the guest stars because we wanted to see where John Barrymore was. Yeah. And we found out that he wasn't there. Shit. No. <laughs> <laughs> and then of course, my person I really wanted to get, which I didn't get. <laughs> and I'll explain why is, is that I wanted to get Candace Bailey's okay. autograph. Okay, <laughs> for those people at home who don't know who Candace Bailey is, yeah. she was the replacement host after on G4's Attack of the Show after Olivia Munn left. Yeah, I gotta say, no, I'm not a fan of hers. Right now, I'm not like a huge fan of hers, but I wanted to kind of have a chat with her, say you know what happened, that kind of thing. <laughs> but when we got up there and I saw the price was twenty five dollars. <laughs> I mean, it sounded cheap. It sounds cheap because you know now, like most of the go rates, like thirty, forty dollars. Well, yeah, just to get John Barrowman's autograph would have been forty bucks. Right. To me, it was just like it really wasn't worth it because it was just like you know what? I'd rather spend my money <laughs> on other things than I, but, to chat with her. Well, great. I could have probably just gone up there and harassed her for like twenty minutes because. There was nobody in line. Yeah, there I was. I felt bad for it because I was kind of well, like, well, I okay. go up. Well, see, now, the, the thing is, I think the reason why you felt bad is, and I, this happens to me sometimes, too. She was next to Sarah Underwood. Yeah, the other co-star. The other co-star of Attack of the Show, who was also the Playboy Bunny. You know, she, and she's, she looked really good, and she was wearing this perfect top. She, the top kind of was just one of those, like, open in the, for those people who've ever seen Vampirella, she just pretty much has, like, these two big, like an, like an X across her boobs mm-hmm. of material that comes back down around. So, basically, her whole midriff and her cleavage was nothing but showing. Right. Obviously, because she's showing off the cans. Right. Her line, extremely long. Yeah. And I think I, I think her, her autograph, I think, was probably 25 30 bucks either. Yeah. But next to, next to her is Candace, who looked anorexic. Yeah. She was super skinny. I mean, I felt like, I mean, yes, I'm a big guy. But if I felt like if I hug her, I would have crushed her. Yeah. Like, Sean Smash! Kind of thing. <laughs> and, and there was nobody in line. And, and the best part of that, though, for me, was that you can, oh, I want to get an autograph. And as soon as you saw it was $25, you were like, nope. <laughs> if, if it was 20 yeah. yeah. But as soon as you had to break that extra five, nope. nope. <laughs> I'm just like, what? <laughs> we walked all the way back here. There's no one there. Get her now. Yeah. 25 bucks. Nope. And the thing is, we walked by a couple of times, and there was like nobody like, yeah. all day long. Like I could have gone at any point in time, you, you, and, hey. and maybe had a, like a half hour, forty five minute conversation with her without getting interrupted. I, I would have paid my stop my twenty five bucks on the table and go, "You're no Olivia. You're no Olivia. You're no Olivia." <laughs> Until I got removed and injected from the place. <laughs> Geeksters for life. You're no Olivia. <laughs> But I just, I don't know, I just, it felt awkward at that point because it was like, I'm like, I'm like, it's like, it's like, oh, that dork's getting her autograph. I'm like, get him. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I don't know, it's just like, I'm like, it's not really worth $25 to talk to her. Like, you know, if I could do it for free, like, you know, and I'd I'd feel funny going up to her just to talk to her and now I get her autograph. Right. Well, the part, the thing is though, like, okay, I got to ask, what would you have asked her? 
Well, but like, what, like, can you tell us what happened to the show? You know, like that I can tell you what happened to the show right here. They got bought out by you know when uh, when Comcast, who owns Universal, bought out the bought out the channel. They just went, you know what, geek culture sucks. We're just going to turn into a, a young man's channel. Right. You know, they have Lifetime, and that works seems to work for disgruntled women. You know, <laughs> you know, man hating women have their own channels. So why not get a guys who dig dig chicks kind of channel? Oh, I mean, uh, they still haven't changed over, by the way. I mean, it was supposed to be April 23rd. Oh, really? And they're still showing, like, you know... Uh, it's still on... It's funny. It's still on my guide as G4. Yeah. Which I It just... did change over at the 23rd. It did switch the name to oh, okay. Esquire. But all the movies, all the shows are still the reruns of, of, this... of G4's channel. Because they don't have any original programming. So they're, they're still... They're, they're saying now summer. So I don't know if that means, like, as of the end of this month that they're going to do it. I don't know. It, I really don't you care. You know, honestly, if there was... Because sp- once it happens, I'll never turn that channel on. Uh, the only way I'm going to watch that channel is if they still do, like... I guess Spike TV is going to pick up the Comic-Con, for the San Diego Comic-Con. Well, they're doing E3. You know, the, the, Spike is? Yeah. They're doing it, it June 10th. They're going to do the E3 conference. Makes sense, because that's... You know, I'll be honest. The only time I really watched Spike TV was for the San Diego Comic-Con coverage... The E3 coverage, whenever they did like a Microsoft or Nintendo thing, mm-hmm. I loved Attack of the Show. I loved X Play. Yeah, uh, we call it Ninja Warrior. Obviously, uh, my favorite show of all yeah, time. Yeah, you know. Then they kind of ripped it off with American Ninja Warrior. I'm going, why? I want to hear the. Yeah. <laughs> 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 it, 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 that made the show. It made the show because it made it seem like every like no matter what contestant was up, it made it seem like it was life or death. <laughs> like the moment the guy <laughs> fell, I, I think it was for some of them. It really was. It was just so funny because like the moment someone would trip or fall or land in the water, like oh, no! he's just like, oh my god, this guy's gonna get drugged off and killed somewhere probably. Like, and then when, and then no matter how many times, every single time someone makes it through the obstacle course. I'm always like, yeah! yeah! You got excited. It was, it, was, it was an exciting time to watch. The best show ever. Yeah. Best show ever. So now we're not going to get that kind of stuff anymore. No. Stupid, yeah. stupid people. Yeah. Okay, so Candace was... Back, yeah, so let's go back to that. So, so Candace was the real reason why. I mean, the Sarah Underwood, I got... For me, I got to see these people, and yeah. that was enough. Like, we saw Holly Marie Combs, the... Yeah. Uh, for Charmed. Prue from Charms. Yeah. Charmed. I, I saw her. Looked pretty good from far away. Yeah. I'm sure she probably looked just as good up close. Yeah. Saw Charisma Carpenter. Yeah. Now, there's somebody I probably would have wanted to get autograph yeah. from because I'm a huge Buffy fan. But just being there, I just didn't feel like... It. I, I gotta be honest, I just kind of felt like, yeah, there they are. All right. Yeah. Like, I didn't feel <laughs> yeah. like any kind of like excitement to go up and get an autograph. Right. I don't know if that was because maybe I, I was tight on cash. But I think that's... I mean, because to me, it was too... I mean situation changed for me so I didn't have as much money as I thought I was right. I'm like yeah I know what I don't want to spend that on an autograph where I could buy something more that I will enjoy for uh, okay well now now here's <laughs> I gotta say now you refuse to spend $25 on Candace yeah. I blew 20 bucks <laughs> best 20 bucks I ever <laughs> ever spent <laughs> Ever on so many levels, so many levels. We're wandering around, yeah, just do 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 shaking in some things, and I see porn star Tara Patrick, yes, in a tight black Punisher outfit. Yeah, my first thought is, wow, that's Tara Patrick. Why is a porn star at a comic con? Yeah. And she's getting her photo taken with people and stuff like that. And I'm going, I mean, she's got a banner that says Tara Patrick, but the banner isn't for 
porn movies. It's for like this cosplay website, which I gotta. I really wish I brought my business the cards that I grabbed yeah. so I can read it off. But it seemed to be like there was these just porn stars who dress up as characters and come to the shows to pose, and they're not pushing movies or anything like that. Yeah, yeah. There's nothing sexual about it. It's just yeah. basically pretty girl in a tight outfit. Yeah. Well, there's Tara Patrick. There's some other girl I don't know. Then I see the banner of one of my all-time favorite adult actresses, Nina Mercedes. <laughs> Holy mackerel. That, to me, was like, oh. There was like the finger of God put it down and went, her. Like, because it's funny because, like, every once in a while, the adult star will, will tour through town to promote, like, adult movies yeah. and go to a local strip joint. Right. And then you got to pay the cover charge to see them. There's probably, like, they'll do, like, the little dance on stage. Because, obviously, I've been there before. Right. Like, <laughs> I've seen stars. Yeah. Not on purpose. Just kind of like I'm at this, which is kind of sad. Like, oh, I'm at the strip joint. Oh, look, porn stars here tonight. I never would have guessed. Like, yeah. like, oh, why is the place so crowded? Next up, blah, blah, blah. Oh, great. You know, and I had to put up with, you know, people who aren't the regulars. Yeah. And you get kind of annoyed with them. But, and, and then they usually come down and stand in the corner and they sign and take pictures and stuff right. like that. So I see, like, Nudie Mercedes. I'm like, holy mackerel, she's going to be here? We got to come back because she wasn't there at the time. time. right. And I was like a kid in a candy store. You were like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe it. <laughs> so we actually went back and she was there and she was dressed as Wonder Woman. Yeah. I'm going to have to share the pi- the picture on our page. Yeah. But the, the, here's the part that kind of like was kind of weird for me was the fact that she's dressed like Wonder Woman. Uh-huh. Smoking hot. Uh-huh. Beautiful. A porn star. Uh-huh. Dressed like Wonder Woman. But there's little girls posing with her. Yeah. Yeah, little kids are posing Little with kids are posing with her. Yeah. I'm just going, like, okay, it's got to be weird. Like, do the people, this is where I'm, my, my head now gets pulled into, like, behind-the-scenes mode. I'm like, yeah. well, I wonder what happens, like, behind-the-scenes. Like, does the company who the girls show up at, do they just go, we want to get a booth, and they don't let you know who's going to be posing? Like, we're going we're gonna to have the booth, and we're going to have three people, three girls dressed like so-and-so and so-and-so. Yeah. And then they go, okay, fine, boom, you pay us, here's your booth. Because I'm well, I'm, I'm, curious to know if, like, there's somebody there who went... Because, like, if, if this thing came across my page and it's all Nina Mercedes, Tara Patrick, I would have been like, we're having porn stars here? Okay. And I would have signed off on it. But, like, did those people who run it, the show, know that they're going to be there? Like, as far as they know the booth uh, is going to be... Uh, yeah, no, because there was, there was porn stars in the past there. There were husband? Yeah, yeah. Really? In Aristotle, yeah. I never noticed. Because you never go through artist alleys, but she's through in the past. That's true. Well, yeah, but yeah. you usually go through artist alleys. They usually hire a girl, a pretty girl, to kind of stand there. Yeah, but there was a couple couple years, not every year. Right? Okay. But there's been a couple years where there was like a booth and it's a porn star. And she's selling films and she's selling... Oh, really? Oh, yeah, artwork. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, okay. Oh, yeah. Because I didn't get the whole... like It wasn't like the girls are sitting there at the table and they're like, oh, here's all my poor movies. Like, you right. know, like, yeah, like... I've seen it where you walk by and all of a sudden there's... There's one girl, and it's like, is it's like this little geeky guy, little geeky guy, and they're all drawing on their notebooks, right? Know, kind of thing. And all of a sudden, this beautiful woman's there, and you're like, one, one of these, is, one of these things, things is not, not like the other. other. That's exactly what I was thinking. When it, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> beat me to it. Nerdy guy, nerdy guy, hot chick, nerdy guy, right. nerdy. Guy. Whoa, hot chick. What the yeah. hell is she doing there? And she's usually dressed in something very scantily clad. Yes. You know, and then it's like, and you're and you're like, what? And then all of a sudden, you. Now look at the table after 20 minutes of staring at her. Uh, right. And then you go, oh, she's a porn star. So there's all these porn movies now. Yeah. <laughs> I never noticed uh, that. Yeah. I mean, you said it's not every year, but every every couple of years, you would you know, you know would see that. And it's just like, 
so 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 but like I said, it was just weird seeing like I mean she was bending down like on her like kind of like in to to take a picture like side by side with the kids. It wasn't like she was lifting the kids. She would just go down to their level, right? You know, and the girls would be kind of like, Hee. she put their arm around. I'm going. My first instinct is like, does Dad know she's a porn star? Probably. Like, that's why he's paying the twenty bucks. To get yeah, but I mean, there. come on now. I mean, I'm going to say that as if you took away, she had a, obviously a tattoo on her wrist to like mid forearm. Yeah, and it was most of it was covered up by the bracelet. Yeah. You know, uh, I was just saying that she looked really good as Wonder Woman. Yeah, she had the she, perfect. She costume. had the perfect costume on. She looked because yeah. she's. Dark haired. Yeah. She's um, tan. She's Latin, so she's got like a tan complexion to her. Right. So, but, and so, like, even if I was a kid, I mean, if, you know, if I was like a 10 year old boy, yeah. let's say, I mean, especially if I was a 10 year old boy and I saw her standing there going as Wonder Woman. Your Tootsie Roll would be popping. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'd be like, what's this growth in my pants? But I would want a picture with her because to me she would, as a ten year old kid, she looks like Wonder she Woman. She would be epitome of Wonder Woman, yeah, you know. And, and like these girls, the girls that she was posing with had been like younger than that, like five, six, seven. Yeah. So there was a little boy when we were up there. He was dressed as Batman, right? You know, so they. So yes, like yeah, get your picture with yeah, get your picture with Wonder Woman. Yeah. <laughs> Watching her bend down, going, "Oh my God, look at those things!" Like, yeah, I'll, I'll remember this day forever. <laughs> <laughs> Son, this was the day you. Met Wonder Woman, <laughs> yeah. and this was the day I met God. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only picture he has framed. Yeah, you know, like. it's like he zoomed in on her cleavage, and it's like above his downstairs in his basement, <laughs> and it's covered up by something else. Like you know, so the wife doesn't look at it, yeah. and he's like, as soon as the wife is out, he pulls like a shade and just curtains <laughs> open up. It's <laughs> a big wall. <laughs> Wall to wall size of her, just a cleavage. I was like, "Yes, <laughs> candles lit." And he kind of, you know, His buddy comes over, and tells a story. It's our crack <laughs> here. Back in the 2013, uh, I saw those. I had to get my picture more elusive than the than the Loch Ness monster. <laughs> you know. So, so of course I'm being patient because I'm letting the little girls have their what you know yeah. their, their their moment with Wonder Woman, and the only thing is like, come on, kid, keep going. So like, I might get my moment with a porn star, like give the kid a boot. Yeah, boom, listen to Geeksters. <laughs> <laughs> listen to Geeksters. <laughs> here, shove it here. Take this card. <laughs> I'm next, Wonder Woman. <laughs> And, you know, I walked out, I was like, you know, she, and she obviously, like, her attitude, not towards me, she was very polite and very nice, yes. but, but there was a switch knowing, okay, I'm Wonder Woman for the girl, I'm porn star for this yeah. guy. <laughs> like, like, yeah. He knows why I'm here. He knows who I am. Yes. <laughs> he knows my secret identity. Yes, exactly. <laughs> That's a cool way of looking at it. Spins around, next thing you know, poof. Point star. <laughs> so she was like, "Okay, you know, it was twenty bucks, yeah. and and it was how it was. It was like, yeah, can I get a picture?" She's like, "Okay, well, it's twenty dollars, and for twenty dollars, you get the autograph. Yeah. Like that's kind of was very like you could take the picture. I, mean, I can't do the picture without you taking the autograph, right? And I'm like, twenty bucks, I'm in. <laughs> no problem there. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> but here's the thing: is that she said she told you because you were calling my my phone yeah. 
take two pitchers. Yeah. Like, because I'm like, I'm getting two pitchers for 20 bucks? That's, I'm, I'm going to come back again. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I throw another, slap another 20 on the table. <laughs> Just bend over this table. Just the picture that way. <laughs> Give me the thumbs up. Hey. <laughs> Give me the old fines. You look at my, eh? <laughs> so, the first thing she does, I don't know if you heard any of the conversation that we were having yeah. between her and I. It wasn't really a conversation. She was like, not really barking orders, but she was just like, put your arm around me. I'm like, yes, ma'am. <laughs> like, all right. So I, you know, quick hooked my arm around her and she did the, like, leaned in, what I would say, comfortably close. Yeah. Like, most of the time, like, if you stand next to somebody for a picture, especially in, like, majority of the time, it's a hot day. I'm yeah. hot. I'm sweaty. Yeah. The back of my t-shirt's kind of wet, you know, for like most people. So most people kind of do the hover yeah. behind your back or yeah. not even do not even do anything. Right. Not her. It was just like, she was like, put your arm around me. I'm like, yes, ma'am. She pretty much, you know, pressed in, you know, yeah. like she was okay, told you one more. She spun and she kind of pressed her, her top into me. Yeah. I mean, and she pressed so hard that I could feel the ridge of the corset press into my skin. Oh, wow. And I was just like, Oh, hello. Like, <laughs> like, I got touched by a porn star. <laughs> it was my favorite, my favorite moment of the entire day. Because <laughs> I was like, to me, it was like, oh, my God. It was the, it was the equivalent of finding a, a million-dollar lottery on the ground. <laughs> like, yeah. oh, my God, I just, I just found this. <laughs> I'm a millionaire. This was me like, oh, yeah, yeah, hi, yeah, cute chick, cute chick. Well, porn star? Because you're saying, after we left, you're like, this is the most perfect day ever. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, really? And I'm like, because it took a few minutes because it was just singing into your head. Like, yeah. And, like, you know, and I'm like, why? He goes, I just got a picture of the ports. <laughs> <laughs> One of my favorite ones. Like, it wasn't like, like Tara Patrick, I could have went, but I'm not really a fan of Tara Patrick. Yeah. She just never did it to me. But Nina was always like one of my favorites. And I'm just like, oh, all right. Thanks. Like, what, there's famous people around here? Huh? Like Norman Reedus from Walking Dead? Eh. Michael Roker? Eh. Fonzie? Eh. Sarah Underwood, who's a hot blonde? I'm not a blonde fan, so eh. You know? The universe 80s? What? The best part is Sarah Underwood had a long line. Me and Mercedes had nobody. I'm just like, I almost felt like going, do you guys know who this is? Well, there should be a line out the door and then some Perel afterwards. Because <laughs> there's no way, like, you figure. Yeah, but can you imagine a line of comic book nerds and everyone's like, oh. <laughs> yeah, it's she true. Touches them, oh, oh. Oh. Hence the Perel. <laughs> like, okay, here, I'm going to lean around, put your arm around me. Hi, pretty girl. Cool. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah, she even looks at her right like, whoa. <laughs> okay, moving on. Yeah, that's pretty much my day. <laughs> well, it was, there were some other cool things. Like, I, I, I really enjoyed Dave. My brother Dave was working um, for Greg Corn, which is an artist. We yes. We were in the artist alley. And the last couple of years, I wasn't really big into art. I'll be honest. I, same here. And, you know, but the last couple of years... These artists have been getting better and better and better. And Greg Horn's art really just uh, popped out. I mean, he, it was just one of those things. Just like it, you just draw until it. Well, he's he's been around for for years because yeah. they actually made like if you play like some of the Marvel like 
there's um, an app on your iPhone. It's like a Marvel card game. Mm-hmm. A lot of the card, the images on the cards for like Black Cat or whoever are his art. Yeah. So, I mean, this guy is like huge. Yeah. And it's so good. It's such good artwork. Because that's the thing. Like, I'm not really good with names of people. Right. So you know that. From, yeah. From a lot of different things that we've done. <laughs> yeah. But my you have a problem remembering my name. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you, buddy. Quiet, Joe. <laughs> but, like, Dave was saying, like, he's working for this guy this year. And I'm like, okay. Like, All right. You know, I looked him up. And, yeah, he does a lot of Marvel and uh, different things. It's like, okay, great. But when we went to his booth, I mean, that art was just phenomenal. I mean, it was just like, wow. He, you know? not only that, but a cool guy. Yeah. That to me is like, to me, you could be the world's greatest artist, yeah. but if you're a dick, screw you, buddy. Right. Like, I don't care what artwork. You could be Leonardo da Vinci. Yeah. But if you're going to be a dick to me, I'm a dick back. Yeah. But this guy couldn't have been nicer, couldn't have been just an all-around awesome, cool guy. Right. Yeah, very interactive. Somebody wanted a photo of him. Yeah. And he's like, okay, well, let me get my costume on. And he puts sunglasses on. He's got this Galactic Galactus hat, hat yeah. on. And he does the, ah, the pose. And I'm just like, now how cool is that? Yeah. Like, yeah. he's just a guy who seems to have fun being him. Yeah. Which to me is always good. If you're comfortable and fun, able to have fun in your own skin, you're cool with me. Right. right. You know? But yes, the artwork was very, very good. Yeah. And Artist Alley itself was was, was nice. I mean, yeah. past couple of years I've been wandering through Artist Alley myself yeah. because you know I got this really nice picture of Ive Poison Ivy. A couple of because I'm a Harley Quinn fan, yeah. it seemed to be like any decent Harley Quinn I saw as an artwork I wanted to get. Yeah. And okay, any decent Harley cosplayer, I was right in there going, "Can I get a picture?" Yeah. Because I got, like, it's, I think every other picture was with a Harley, you know. Yeah, yeah. There was a couple cat, black cats I liked, you know, a couple cat women, you know. <clears throat> but it was fun. I, I had a great time. Yeah. I'm trying to think. Oh, okay. I have to say, my favorite purchase besides the Nina Mercedes, yeah. best $50 I ever spent. Okay, Ed here likes to go to the DVD sections. Yeah. like Because he, he's a big bootleg fan. Yes. You know, you can usually get movies and stuff that's not. Stuff that's never going to be commercially out to sell on, on like, you know, Best Buy or Amazon or so on. But these are stuff that, like, when I was a kid, I used to watch this show or I used to, you know, saw this movie once. And I loved it when I was a kid, so I want to have it in my collection. So this is the main reason why I go to these cons is because they have the stuff. You know, and it's just like. Basically, Ed goes for illegal activities. Right. <laughs> he goes for like DVDs I go for the porn stars because <laughs> you know, now you know the dynamic of the show <laughs> porn star bootlegs you know what, what can I say <laughs> man's gotta have hobbies mine's you know <laughs> so I got and okay now I'm also a fan of an old TV show called Mystery Science Theater 3000 yeah basically kind of Think of it this way. It was an old school movie. You watch on TV and they had silhouettes of three actors, two robots, one human. And they basically bust on the movie as you're watching. Right. Talking to the screen, which most people do when they're watching at home anyway, going, oh, come on. Yeah. Well, these guys would make jokes. Well, the show got canceled. It was on Sci-Fi Network. Then it went to Comedy Net- Comedy Central. Yeah. And then it got canceled. Or I think it was on Comedy Central. Then it went to Sci-Fi. Either way, it's canceled. It's no longer on the air. Right. Well, Mike Nelson, I always forget the other guys, but basically they decided to take it to the internet where they'll actually take, and instead of doing old movies, they'll do what they call what's now called riff tracks Mm -hmm. for new movies. Like you could actually do, they actually have riff tracks for like 
the new Star Trek movie. Well, the, the Star Trek, not the not the Into Darkness, but the other Star Trek. Mm-hmm. Die Hards, all the other Star Trek with, with Kirk, Spock, you know, with, with Shatner and all them. So they were. I came across for twenty five dollars. They did all three prequel movies of Star Wars. Yeah. Of Star Wars, yeah. you know. So it was Episode One, Episode Two, and Episode Three. I checked out the, the video quality. I checked it out the other day. I was like. I'm buying it. <laughs> so I was basically watching the movie, and they have the riff tracks. You don't see the silhouette, but you still get the audio. Right. And you can actually turn off. There's two channels, one with the audio commentary of them yeah. and one with just the movie, so you just get a, basically a bootleg copy of that movie. Okay. reason why I'm saying that <laughs> is because... <laughs> Sorry, I'm jumping the gun, everybody. <laughs> Go ahead. Because... Everyone that knows me knows how much I hate the Twilight movies. Well, sure as shit, sitting on the shelf for $25 was the entire Twilight saga. All five movies. Yeah. Uh, yeah, all five movies yeah. on three discs with the riff track audio commentary. <laughs> right away, I snagged it. And, of course, I'm like, I wonder if you can turn it off just so I can actually watch the movie how see it like a bootleg <laughs> of how bad the movies is, and I gotta say though, I checked those discs. I don't need to. Ha- I need to have the audio commentary because the movies are so bad, so bad. I mean, they look good and they sound good, the yeah, quality. Yeah. But I'm just talking about the acting is so ungodly bad. <laughs> oh my god! I mean, it was literally painful. I'm just going through chapter search, you know, like, yeah. and the guys are ripping into this movie beautifully, mm-hmm. and I'm laughing hysterically. Not only because of what they're saying, but because how badly acted it is. Ugh. I swear, like, right now there's a tween, a tween girl who loved those movies who's like, oh, my God. When she goes back and tries watching those movies, she's going to go, oh, my God, what was I thinking? It's like people who like who liked, uh, Backstreet Boys. You know, and there's people who like Justin Bieber and, like, five years ago, go, oh, my God, what the hell was I thinking? You know? <laughs> yeah, because I remember, I remember a past relationship I had with a girl... And her, their sisters were really into New Kids on the Block. Yes. You know? And Ugh. then years later, I saw them. I'm like, so, you still into New Kids? Yeah. And they're like, no. Uh, like, ew. You were really into them. Yeah. And they're like, oh, it's just a bad choice. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, teenage girl. Oh, sparkly vampires. Oh. Uh, oh. It's either a tween girl or a middle-aged woman. Ugh. Oh, my God. Sparkly vampires. Oh, oh my God. Oversized wolves. Oh my god! <laughs> so yes, yeah, so I think we're definitely going to have when we do movie night. Yeah. Definitely bringing those over so you can uh, we can watch, enjoy the <laughs> the awesomeness. Oh, the track. awesome of the riff tracks. Oh, <laughs> I highly recommend for those people to go to rifftracks.com because not only do they have the Twilight movies. Now we got it. I got it as a bootleg, so I mean somebody actually took the movies and overlaid the track over it. Yeah. But when you go to their website, it's like three ninety nine. Not even that. Sometimes they did the dollar ninety nine, where you just get the audio track, and you can sync it up. Like if you have an iPod, there's a way to sync it up through a viewer, yeah. and you can actually it'll sync perfectly, or you can just have it playing. You know, like they kind of pretty much tell you when to hit play, right. kind of thing. And I highly recommend rifftracks.com to get because they have some movies that you never like. You always wanted to see some of them do right. that they actually do, like all the Star Trek movies, <laughs> all the Star Wars movies. They did Die Hard. They've even done the, I think the season, or the first episode of Lost. Right. So they'll they'll take anything that that's available and they'll riff it on it. Yeah. You know, so it's like, I highly recommend doing, getting that. All right. Cool. 
So, was there anything else that you wanted to... Well, I just wanted to wrap up with the one last one was we went to the end of the day, we went to Xenoscope. Yeah. You mentioned them earlier in the, in, the, in the show, but I actually got to partake, you know, because you were really... T- you talk about them a lot, you know, and I'm like, okay, whatever, you know, kind of thing. But I did finally pick up the volume one of the Grimm's Failure Tales, and I started reading that. And I re- can say, like, the artwork's brilliant, the storyline is, you know, like, it's just, it's a really good... You know, I'm, I'm right now. I'm only in Red Riding Hood now. I'm only in the first yeah. issue of it. But there's Cinderella, Red Riding Hood. Uh, I think Sleeping Booties in that one. But yeah, they, they the first. There's the, like four four different yeah, stories in this one. I, I, volume. I can tell you that the first volume is in there, and up to thirteenth volumes. And I, the comic books, a single issue comic, mm-hmm. they're up to like I think almost eighty at this point. But you, for each collection, you're getting you're getting like like issues one through twelve and twelve right. through twenty four kind of thing. Right. And in the very beginning, they do start off with the basic, your basic Disney princesses kind of storylines. But then they do go into the Pied Piper, the Ugly Duckling, Humpty Dumpty. They do get into the more obscure fairy tales. But they're done in such a way where it's very like Twilight Zone, Trials from the Dark Side. And and their new one sounded really interesting. Of course, we didn't have time to to, to get it at the end of the day. But it was called Neverland. And it was a twisted story in terms of Peter Pan, where Peter Pan's a vampire and is... They see the souls of little children. Yeah, he's not the glittery vampire. He's basically a vampire that sucks the life of children to keep himself younger. Right. And Captain Hook is actually the hero, hero. of the story. Right. You know, so. Kind of fascinating to, to read. Yes. So I'm definitely going to look for that one in stores. It's in, they, they do sell in comic book shops, so you can pick them up whenever. But, like, it was just interesting to go to their booth and to talk to them. They were very nice guys. Local guys from Philadelphia, Northeast area. Yeah. Well, actually, uh, the Horsham area now. Horsham, yeah. Right. But, you know, but still, local guys, check them out if you're a local guy. But even if you're not, go online. You can still get their stuff digitally. Right. So, uh, highly or, recommend. Or if you go have a comic book shop you go to, they do say they sell across the country on comic book shops. So, if you're a comic book reader and you go to the shops, and, definitely pick them up. And it's adult content, which means, like, there's cursing, sex, little nudity. Right. You know, I don't know if you've hit any of that stuff because it's been a yeah. while. But it's very like you know, cursed. Like, it's very adult oriented. It's not like you're, it's not your kids' fairy tales, right? You know, kind of like take Grimm, the TV show, and kind of crank it up to like an R-rated version of that. Yeah. So it was. As I said, I read the first issue and I was, I was drawn in. It was very good. Yeah. And I can't wait. I told you. I told you. Listen to your boy. I'll, I won't steal you wrong. Especially on my bike pedal and time machine. Do, 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 do. <laughs> All right, well, in that case, I guess we'll wrap it up for a week. Yes, I think that's the end of this episode. Okay. So if you wanted to contact Sean and ask some questions or get more information about anything we've talked about, you can contact Sean at wordswithgeeks.com. Or if you want to talk to Ed or contact Ed, it's ed at wordswithgeeks.com. Or you can go to our Facebook page, Geeksters, and like us. And if you're willing to go out in public dressed like Slave Leia, you might be a geekster.